Now presenting. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally by guess. Snap out of it. Starring Hope Johansson. I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt. Yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hey, I'm Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. Hope, it is an exciting time right now. The Venice Film Festival is going on. Oh my gosh, the outfits, the drama. Well, and I'd like to talk about this because that is one of the most exciting parts about the film festival for us from afar. You know, yes. we're not at the festival, so we're not seeing the films. And it's exciting because we're seeing the hype. One that I saw, um, I think got a... Well, Don't Worry Darling got a four-minute standing ovation, I heard. Wow. One that I heard was really good is The Whale with Brendan Fraser and Sadie Sink. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I need to read the play first because I I want to be able to like compare them. Uh, and then we could talk about it on the podcast. I don't know. I don't think there's a release date for it. That's A24. Um yeah. So because trust me, I've been very excited. Well, because I know there's no trailer out yet. But maybe, maybe that'll all be coming soon. But I am super, super excited for it. Um, and I heard that people really liked it there. So I think it's hard. You kind of get a idea for how things are going. I believe Brendan Fraser won some awards at past festivals this past festival season earlier on. So definitely exciting things coming from that. Oh, December, December. 9th, it's going to be coming out. Oh, that's so... That's such a long way. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to see it right now. And then Bones and All. Yeah. That with Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Hill. Yes, in his cute little red number. And oh it's my so God. funny. I posted that the picture of him on the red carpet on my close friend's story. And I was like, the fact that he looks better in this outfit than I would is frankly upsetting. No, literally. Well, that, and that's the thing is like so much of, I feel like the press around these movies also comes from the red carpet yes. at the festivals. Yes. I know that's, And Venice is one of the more glam. Yeah, Venice ones. and Cannes, I feel like people go crazy. But my issue is people like, you know, especially at Cannes, you have a lot of models. Like I love Bella Hadid. I've heard she's very nice in person, but mm-hmm. like, why is she there? Well, that was Emma Chamberlain is at Venice. That really pissed me off. And I'm like, frankly, okay. I was, I was okay. so mad. I'm like, what? What did Emma Chamberlain at least have film do? influencers? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it has to be us yet. Well, However, I would be this opposed. girl makes coffee. No, I and know. YouTube videos. She has no right to be and there. It's just, I'm sorry. It, Though her outfit was good. Anyway. No, but that's the thing is like it turns into the Met Gala. And it's like, trust me, I love the Met Gala. And I, I love the way she looks. She looks beautiful. But like, it, it's not what the Venice Film Festival is for. And I think that is why I do, in a way, appreciate the later festivals like the New York Film Festival, where they get a lot of big movies and uh, a lot of U.S. premieres. They're not necessarily world premieres, but a lot of U.S. premieres. And the red carpet is not this big hoopla. And as much as- Yeah, exactly. And as much as I have been glued to my phone watching every red carpet update um, because I want to see the looks because I love fashion and I love film, it just takes away so much from the films and it bothers me that people are there that I'm like don't um, necessarily have a reason let me know what screenings you went to yeah and give me your review and come on the cinema chicks and talk about it but anyways anyway 
the film we're talking about today is another that I have been anxiously awaiting for um, since the trailer, and it is Funny Pages, and it is directed and written by the wonderful Owen Klein. We know him from The Squid and the Whale. He was the young boy in that. Uh, and this movie, to me, was very similar to The Squid and the Whale. Yes. I feel like it had the same essence and it was really nice as an artist to watch that and see how that probably influenced him and the art that he makes and he connects with that and he brings it to his own work absolutely and it stars a fantastic cast of amazing actors that absolutely need more work but we're so perfect in this movie because we don't know them from much else mm. daniel zolgardry matthew mayer and miles emmanuel to name a few yeah this i really liked the trailer for this movie but again kind of like the other A24 movie we just reviewed, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Mm -hmm. I feel the trailer absolutely does not do the movie justice. Yeah, I felt like the trailer for this reminded me of like early 2000s trailers. Yeah. Of like kind of a montage of everything that happens in it and not necessarily selling you, oh my God, I want to see that, but more in the sense of, oh, these are all good moments and I want to be able to see like what it comes to be. Yeah. It's not pitching you on one idea necessarily. It's kind of like, this is the film as a whole. A Don't you think you'd like it? Yeah. And I mean, I, I enjoy things like that, I guess, because I'm trying to think of a specific trailer that I've I don't know. Can't think of it. But basically, I've had many times where I'm like rewatching a trailer over and over because I'm so excited for the film. Yeah, I mean, like, I've done that for Don't Worry Darling. That's what I was just going to reference. Um, and that's a great trailer. Yeah, there's somewhere every time it pops up, or even when you go to the movies, like you keep seeing the same trailers, like for Last Night in Soho, that mm -hmm. was the case. And I think that those kinds of trailers, it's like, oh, like that just looks like such a good moment, or it feels yeah. very cinematic that I want to see it to see that moment play out rather than like, oh, this concept or this idea is really catching me like don't worry darlings trailer where i feel like they're trying to like tease us mm -hmm. or nope the trailer for yeah. that so i feel like those are kind of cases where it's more the premise they're trying to pitch us where this is like don't you want to see the aesthetic and the vibe <laughs> right and and i think the the aesthetic and the vibe of this movie is so specific it's mm -hmm. like middle of nowhere middle to lower class new jersey yeah and kind of in an indefinite time period, mm -hmm. like definitely sometime within the past decade. It felt 90s, but that's probably also just because it was shot on film. Right. But yeah. And like we saw some, it on film. Yes. And I think a lot of times, like, I don't know, I kind of look towards like phones and I'm like, you know, nobody really had a, like a cell phone in this, I don't think. Yeah. So it kind of makes it ambiguous, but I enjoyed that. I felt that the oh, first I time it. I watched La La Land, I was like, huh? What time? What? What? is this in and then you know Mia's driving a Prius and she takes out her iPhone and it's like oh but it has the essence of timeless. being timeless and I I appreciate that because I think oh what was one movie well I guess bodies 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 we were saying it feels very it is so, 2022 yes and the time frame it probably has is 2019 to maybe 2025 that it's like real relatability you're gonna watch and that and be like being that dated. was that time period yeah and and like we said you know that can be okay it can have time that capsule. nostalgic mean girls kind of vibe uh clueless but this definitely 
I feel like you could show it to somebody and be like, this is the movie from the 90s. And they'd be like, oh, I missed it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So I, I really enjoy that. I think it's smart. And it also helps you to see, like, we were talking about when we left the movie, Robert, the main character, and just how he is such a teenage boy. And he really reminded yes. me of my younger brother. And I think it's that timelessness that I appreciate because it's kind of like people always have these antics and that's part of why I feel like really good period pieces like dating way back. That's part of why we love Emma because it feels so current because she's like a real person and she has these issues that we still have. And I feel like that was very similar with this. It's just a young guy trying to make a career out of something and shit goes down and he's trying to find his way. And it's, it's very relatable no matter what time period it is. Yeah. And I think it's also really interesting because he's a kid who's still in high school that possesses a great deal of talent in his uh, medium of art, which is comic books. Yeah. And, you know, people are, are telling him he's gifted his high school art teacher who ends up dying at the beginning of the film and kind of oh sets it everything was so into action. shocking oh yeah the first like five minutes of this movie are absolutely jarring in a good way oh, because it sets way. you up for the mm-hmm. crazy ride that is this movie mm-hmm. and it was um it was tasteful nudity, you know, and nothing. Was- oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. What or was that what you were talking about? Yeah, I mean, the first five minutes of the movie, the the. Oh, I was just talking about the car crash. Oh, the car crash. Yeah, yeah. We go. What's <laughs> nudity- the jarring moments? Nudity- I guess nudity, car crash, murder. In- yeah, all within funeral. All within the yes. first five minutes of this movie, and it still gets crazier from there. But it's not in like the action movie way it's not in which is why we hate action movies exactly and it's not in the the kitschy you know big box office comedy mm-hmm. way right right this movie like act- i feel pretty where like in the first yeah. five minutes she like falls and bangs her head and now the rest of the movie is this unraveling of that yeah exactly it's neither of those things even though it has all of those elements yeah in it, which is absolutely fascinating this movie has such a clear tone and voice and oh my God, style yeah. it's yeah. uh admirable it's absolutely what dreams are made of in terms of being an a director and a writer especially mm-hmm. for someone's debut oh my god it's incredible i like it makes me never want to make anything because it's like how could, yeah how could my how... first thing be as good as this right no and i think that's the thing is i don't think this is going to be everyone's cup of tea i could see like maybe my no. parents would be like uh, okay. i would never show this to either of my parents i would yeah. never recommend this to them because it's not their cup of tea but right. as an artist i feel like i appreciate it more and it's definitely more of like a dude com- humor oh i want my brother to go see it it's I told so them. much yeah. dude humor but i could still appreciate it because it's an incredible work of art right and i think that's the and thing it's is it's oh it's hilarious like he moves in with these two random middle-aged men that live in the basement and of like i don't know some like apartment like building kind of yeah situation. and he has to keep the furnace running and like they're boiling and during winter break even though he yeah. should you know just be on winter break from high school he's like now i'm gonna strike out on my own right and, which i can get like his world. teacher died and that was probably really horrific for him and he witnessed it and it was kind of his fault because yeah. the guy wouldn't have been there if it weren't for him but it had those perfect moments of comedy where I literally was like laughing out loud. Like yep, to the point where I was like, maybe this is embarrassing because like there was like probably like a bunch of like 
NYU film bros behind us. I don't well, know where they right. go, but like that was the vibe. They're absolutely right. And I was like, oh my God, they probably think I'm crazy because I'm like laughing at this. But it was funny and I appreciated so it. And I like you said, I don't think this is probably gonna be everyone's cup of tea, but I think everyone will be able to appreciate the clear I don't wanna keep saying like aesthetic of it, but like it's so clear in what it's trying to be and it's not trying right. super hard to be that it just like was and it's I, I I loved it I loved it I want to see it again because me too it was just such a joy to watch it's funny lighthearted, but not in the ways that makes it meaningless right you know we've had a lot of those funny lighthearted movies where that's kind of our consensus and it kind of goes to the wayside i'm like uh, i don't really care to see this again right but i really feel like this is one that i'm gonna want to go back to especially if it you know i don't i don't really see myself like buying it um because i don't really buy any movies but right. if this goes on a streaming service which hopefully it does just because that makes things more accessible that people will see it absolutely it's so much fun and I, I don't know just very very authentic to life as I remember it growing up and like being in high school it feels so much more real than most high school things I've seen lately like the Pretty Little Liars reboot or mm -hmm. Euphoria yeah this this is absolutely like you know just some a lot of weird ass looking people well, I feel like it's very Mumblecore-esque, you know, and that's what makes it feel very similar to a Noah Baumbach, early Greta Gerwig, yep. you know, not Little Woman kind of thing, but, you know, like a Frances Ha. Rough around the edges. Yeah. and it, Much more real looking yes, people. Yes, exactly. And I think, like, we literally left the theater and we're like, these people were perfectly cast. They uh, yeah. look like they are they were pulled off the street. And, I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to like shame people for how they look, but they aren't models. They're not no. like you're not they're watching not, Emily Ratajkowski, you know, like Bella Hadid on the on the big screen. And I feel like that's what made it feel so real is like Miles, and it, yep. he literally Robert says to him like, you know, your acne it doesn't make you look like an adult. And yeah, that's that's <laughs> a really telling thing. And like everybody i'm like i don't think that they're wearing makeup and you know maybe they are probably you know this isn't this isn't like a tiny movie it's a24 right I'm sure they could hire a makeup artist but it's so true it's so realistic and i think that that's also what's really exciting is we have a lot of these coming of age stories that are a bit more glamorized and i think that this is this is almost i want to say like a male ladybird vibe it very much gives male ladybird. Yeah, like I feel like the indie guys are gonna be watch this and be like, "That's so me." Like I tried to make my art and just leave home. I finally see myself on the big screen. Yeah, as if they haven't before. But yeah, right. you know, it's okay. But you know what? I had ladybird, and I'm gonna have to recommend this to the 17, 18 year old boy senior year. He's a senior. I, I love a good senior year of high school. Movie. Yeah, because also, it is a massive he time of looks crisis. Really, truly in high school. Oh, let's absolutely. just talk about that. I appreciate that. We love Lady Bird, but Greta Gerwig, come on. I mean, not Greta Gerwig. Sersha. Sersha. Um, I mean, I guess, yeah, Greta Gerwig, come on. But Sersha, she was like 25, maybe, when yeah. they made yeah. that, 24. It was, it was pushing it a little bit. It was really pushing it's it. Still, still believable, but pushing it a it little bit. It is pushing it. Uh, and Lucas Hedges and Timothy Shaw. I mean, the whole, the, Beanie, the whole crew was, yeah. you know, older. But this was 
really, really brilliant. I could just rave about it forever. I think that everyone should go see it. I think it's absolutely Cinema Chicks approved. So Cinema Chicks approved. Uh, Even though it represents and stands for most of the things that we don't like. Like a, yeah. a dude bro movie. Yeah. Male lead, you know, struggling. <laughs> uh, there are truly, I think, like maybe three female characters in the yeah. whole movie. Yeah. But this is a really, really stunning film in my opinion and definitely something I'm gonna keep in my back pocket as a reference for whenever I go out making projects because mm-hmm. if, if you don't have a clear voice perspective point of view like this a way to shape a world the way Owen Klein did like why are you making a movie you know why are you telling a story well and I it's also, masterful it truly is masterful and while you were saying that I was just thinking about how I want a lot of not saying like young filmmakers don't get it, but like even I fall into this trap of to make something feel like it has a strong theme and is clear in the vision. You feel like it needs to have um, this like, I don't want to say like X factor, but like it has to be big mm-hmm. and it has to you know like a marvel movie is clearly a marvel movie or yeah. it has to be like in order to have this auteur like wes anderson sort of thing that it needs to be this gravitas big production beautiful sets beautiful colors and be very yes. clear in that way and i think that this proves like it can be very smart in its vision and what it's trying to say and the entire overall vibe of it was so pulled back um and yeah. never did it feel like oh this is pushing it you know like it just no. felt so real it the was writing right was on the edge of, yeah of pushing it the entire time exactly but never did which is chef's kiss and on that note that's a wrap Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Cinema Chicks and on TikTok at Cinema Chicks. And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline Daisy Rancourt and on Letterboxd at Madeline Daisy. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Hope Johansson and on Letterboxd at H. Joha. And before we end today, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Crude Comics. Sweaty Boiler Basements and chocolate chip pancakes on Christmas morning. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad we had that talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you so much.